1: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy.
2: CEO of Goldman, David Solomon, says there's a good chance of a recession, so it's time to be cautious. That's the headline from CNBC. So, both CNBC and CNN singing recession coming, you say.
1: I say, what are they talking about? What do they think we're living in right now? Right. <laughs> what do you call this? <laughs> you know, when you have when you have Americans whose incomes have lost four thousand dollars on average uh, over the last uh, eighteen months, and when you have I, I don't know if you guys saw the study we did on, on what's happened to four hundred one k plans. Now we call them two hundred one k plans because they keep shrinking. The average uh, family has lost about uh, thirty five, thirty six thousand dollars in their in their savings accounts. I don't, why does Biden keep saying savings are high? Why does he keep saying that? <laughs> Have you noticed that? He said that with his ice cream cone the other oh, day. Oh, yeah. And oh, the economy is strong as hell. Ever
2: before. Strong as hell, he
1: says. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it is in Washington, D.C., but not the rest. Look, we are in a uh, cost-of-living uh, real income recession right now. Uh, the economy is, is severely underperforming. We're in a bear market in stocks. So, you know, are these guys saying it's going to get worse? I guess they are. And... um, you know, this is all a result. I, I always come back to this, Chris, that this is what happens, folks, when you spend and borrow and print $4.1 trillion. There ain't no such thing as a free lunch. These these modern monetary theorists, he said, oh, we can just borrow through the roof and spend whatever we want and it won't have any negative effects. You know, that's like saying, Chris, you can just run up your credit card. You can go out and have steak and lobster and champagne every night. And, uh, you know, there'll be no morning after. You know, to, well, we're learning – that this exacted a huge, huge price on the American economy. And by the way, it's going to take, in my opinion, decades, decades to undo the damage that Biden, Pelosi, and Schumer have done to our economy in 18 months.
2: I have not talked to you since the news came out late last week that uh, they're going to raise uh, the cost of living adjustment on Social Security to the highest ever or something, some astronomically
1: uh, aggressive cost of living adjustment. Yeah, almost nine, yeah. What does that mean to so, you? Wh- well, what was kind of comical, I don't know whether to laugh or cry, is the White House put out this uh, tweet uh, saying, Oh, look at this! Seniors are going to get a 9% raise in their social security. I'm not making this up. Oh, isn't this wonderful news? Look at what we're doing for seniors. They're going to get a 9% increase in their in their cost of living adjustment. Uh, yeah. That's because everything they buy is nine percent more expensive. So uh, what it means is, of course, that um, the date that of by which uh, Social Security goes bankrupt is accelerating, right? Because uh, the trust fund is already being depleted of funds, and so you, you increase the benefits by nine percent to keep inflation up, and you're going to see. Um, you know, everybody knows, the Social- I hope everyone knows, listening to this show, the show, that Social Security and Medicare are going bankrupt. The doomsday is coming in the next, uh, well, with Medicare, it's coming up within the next five years and with Social Security within the next 15 years. And so... Um, I don't know. I just I don't know about you. I thought it was kind of comical that the, that the uh, the White House thought this was reason for celebration.
2: Steve Moore is our chief economist, senior economic contributor at FreedomWorks. Talk to me like what is the political ramifications of Social Security being totally insolvent? I mean, you say 15 years like, like can you it Let's walk down the road of 15 years from now. I'd be 60 years old. I'm still. I'd still be five years away from retirement. They really are encouraging you to retire at 70. Hell, by that time they'll probably want you to retire at 80. Um, yeah. but, but what does that look like? If, if I mean, well, do politicians look at the American public and go, "Sorry, no more for you."
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the joke is on young people, and I'm going to call you a young person because I I'm actually a baby boomer. So you know, I don't think I think I'll get my social security benefits. No, 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 no. If you're not going to get yours, <laughs> so you know, and I love the you know. So young people are the ones who should really be protesting. I mean, I felt very strongly about this for. The last 30 years that i was one of the first people who said let's move towards a system of uh, like a 401k type plan for social security where people put 10 percent of their paycheck into a private personal account that's just you know invested in an index fund um and if we had done that by the way if we had done that 30 years ago the average american retiring today would have a million dollars in that account a million dollars they would be getting benefits two to three times higher that Social Security is offering. So we ought to, you know, to protect our children, um, we, should, we should make sure that we can start converting this into a 401k plan because basically the, the bottom line here, Chris, I think most of your listeners are educated enough to know this, Congress has used Social Security money as a piggy bank, as a piggy bank to fund all these other programs. And they just keep raiding the pension fund. Now, what do you think would happen to a private sector um, pension manager if they did that?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the SEC would probably they, be we, bust they down they their would door, wouldn't they? throw
1: away the key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not only would they throw in jail, they'd throw away the key. I mean, so what, what Congress has been doing would be, you know, absolutely illegal. In the, You can't raid a pension. You can't use pension funds for other purposes, and that's what Congress has been doing for run the Republicans and Democrats. They keep doing it. Yeah, and in fact, I you know there's a
2: story in front of me that says Democrats are basically already positioning themselves uh, to lose, and that um, in 2024 they're going to be basically all too happy for Republicans to own this recession. I I think to myself, Dem- Dem- <laughs> Dem- Democrats Democrats are so clever sorry. in one way. They ruin you know they ruin the landscape economically, and then Republicans are elected because they butcher the economy so badly. And then they can turn around and say, look what the Republicans have done, (laughs) even though they set the ball in motion, you know?
1: Well,. You know, just uh, I was just writing my weekly column before I came on with you. And it was about these comments that Pete Buttigieg made this weekend. You know, he's the he's the uh, administration superstar who's solved the uh, supply chain problem. right? right. (laughs) I'm saying that facetiously, of course, the the supply chain problem is worse than ever before. But anyway, he goes on the uh, all the, you know, face the nation, all these uh, Sunday talk shows and says, uh, you know, uh, the economy was in free fall, free fall when we came in. Actually, in the last six months of the Trump administration, you know, when it bottomed out because of COVID, we had the second half of the year, the economy grew by almost 20 percent. Now, it fell by about 30 percent during COVID, but that was a ferocious comeback. And the economy was just on a tear. You know, at that point and Biden came in. First thing he did, is start spending and borrowing money that wasn't necessary and threw us right back into a ditch. So they keep rewriting history uh, about what really happened. I mean, my biggest frustration, I really believe, honestly, and I think most people would agree if we had just stuck with Trump's policies, if Biden had just come in and done nothing, nothing, Chris, the economy would be booming today. Yeah can you name one thing i mean seriously can you name one thing that biden has done that's been good for the economy
2: uh, no but he keeps saying that it's strong as hell it's the rest of the world this is the new line like they, <laughs> they always every two weeks they come up with a new line and here's the new one like before you know transitory was one then soft landing was one now here's right. the new one the rest of the world is unstable we're great right, right. the rest of the world's a problem and it's going to start spilling over into us that's their new
1: angle well, well, it's sort of the other way around. Look, we are the world. I mean, the United States is the uh, is the hub of the world economy because we're the global economic superpower, and all the other countries are spokes. Uh, now, China wants to take that away from us. They want to be the superpower. But the fact is, most countries in the world are either directly or indirectly um, uh, tied to the dollar. In other words, they they peg to the dollar. So when the dollar when you see the dollar inflate in terms of, you know, the inflation caused, then that causes inflation around the world. And I'm not saying, you know, blame America first for all these other problems that in these other countries, they do have other problems. But the point is when we get it wrong on our monetary policy, it, it tends to spread like a virus to other countries. And that's exactly what happened. We need to stabilize the dollar. And if that happens, that'll help. Now you've always get countries like Venezuela and Argentina and so on that, you know, go off the rails. But, um, you know, we, the dollar is the world reserve currency, right? I think everybody knows that. So when we have rapid inflation like we have right now, it's not surprising that all these other countries have rapid inflation as well. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.